Hello, and welcome back to A Bite Out of Bethel, where food is not just a way of gaining nourishment, but a way of sharing culture, memories, and love. Today's guest is Katie Basil. She's worked as the head of the multimedia department of KYUK for the last five years. Hello, and thank you for joining me today, Katie. Hi, Tamron. Thanks for having me. Of course. Today is a very special day because not only is it your birthday, but we're going to talk about a dish that relates. Ceviche. Yes. Thank you for the birthday wishes. (laughs) And ceviche is my favorite birthday food. All right. Would you mind telling me a little bit about the dish? The ceviche that I love is my Aunt Dora's ceviche from Peru. I am not Peruvian, but my Aunt Dora is. And she taught me to make ceviche with like a white fish, lots of citrus, and um, some onion, garlic, and ginger. And it is delicious. And I love to make it on my birthday every year. I think it started with Dora and my Uncle Dennis making ceviche um, ante cuchos, which is like uh, kind of like a meat delicacy, mainly from the heart of an animal, and pisco sours. And they tend to make it around my birthday time. So it's become a tradition. Actually, that sounds really good right now. Very refreshing for the heat. I know you said your Aunt Doris taught you and that she's passed it down and made it a tradition. Do you have any specific memories about this dish or it appearing in your life? Yeah, so when I was 15, um, Dora and my Uncle Dennis brought my brother and I and our two cousins, Simone and Sandra, to Peru for a month. And that's the first time I remember eating ceviche. I'm sure Dora had made it before then, you know, when I was around. But we tried ceviche on the coast of Peru. We ate it in Lima. We ate it in Arequipa. And, um, and that's what kind of when I first fell in love with it. And it's, yeah, it was, it was just a really cool way for her to share her family. We got to meet like a lot of her um, cousins and my cousin's cousins and other friends. Um, and we ate ceviche along the way. That sounds exciting. What was your favorite part in that month? I think my favorite part, so she's, um, she's actually from this really small Quechua village called Ubinas. Um, and we spent, I think, three days there. And so we started in Artequipa, which is a pretty big city. And we took a bus for like nine hours that went up like the most rickety mountainsides. Like there was literally a part where there was like a rock slide or like an avalanche. And the road was even more narrow than normal. So we had to like get out and walk because it was unsafe to drive. And this is like the, the Andes. Like meeting her Quechua relatives and seeing like the tiny house she grew up in. Um, We ate guinea pig on that trip, which is like a Peruvian delicacy. Um, We ran to hot springs. I mean, it was just like unbelievable. It was so beautiful and so different. So, uh, yeah, it was just like a really cool adventure that was kind of rooted in um, Dora's upbringing. Did the guinea pig taste like chicken? (laughs) (laughs) Um... To be honest, I didn't eat a lot of the guinea pig because my first pet was a guinea pig. (laughs) I did try it because that's my, of course, I'm, you know, not going to be rude when like her, I can't remember if it was like her aunt or her elderly cousin like brought it out and it was literally on the plate with like the teeth um, kind of sticking out looking at us. Um, But 
but yeah, I think it probably did taste like chicken and I'm sure it's like very delicious, but at 15, I was probably, you know, maybe not mature enough to handle the dish. So, and you've talked a little bit about where your aunt grew up, but where did your parents grow up and what is their ethnicity compared to where you grew up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I grew up here in Bethel, um, and my parents came up to the YK Delta in the late 70s, so I've lived here most of my life. Um, My parents grew up in Colorado and Oregon, and our family were European-American, so our roots are kind of all over Europe, so um, mainly uh, England, Scotland, Czech Republic, Um, And then I've also heard German. I even heard Swedish at one point. So I think we're kind of just like a European mashup. And who usually prepares the food in your family while you Uh, were growing up? While I was growing up, um, I'd say mainly my mom. But my dad, um, he's very into uh, subsistence. So he's and he learned you know, here, out here, how to hunt for moose. And he was always a a fisherman. Um, But we ate a lot of moose and salmon growing up. And that was, you know, food that he provided. And my mom would often prepare. And now um, my dad makes a lot of, like, moose, different sausages. So he'll make chorizo, pepperoni, um, Italian sausage, breakfast sausage, Um, all with the moose that he gets and so that's like a huge part of our diet and at home now my husband Paul does 98% of the cooking (laughs) which is fine with me all right now since he does 98% would you say that you usually have a hand and like, oh, I'll wash the dishes or I'll set the table. Or is it from start to finish, he likes to take over? So I'd say we get home. Usually I'll do something to keep the kids busy while he cooks. And then we'll eat. And then we'll get the kids ready for bed, like pajamas and stuff. And then he'll do bedtime while I clean the kitchen. That's like a pretty typical night at our house. So we kind of trade off. And I... Yeah, for me, like, cleaning the kitchen is kind of relaxing, and for him, cooking is kind of relaxing. So I think it feels pretty even. Hopefully he thinks it's even. But he's, like, he's a really good cook. Like, I mean, he can he can make all kinds of different food. I'd say, like, Italian is probably his specialty. He's, like, an Italian-Irish heritage, so we eat a lot of Italian food some Irish food not as much and he likes to experiment too with um like we've had Thai food recently uh we'll have some you know taco night things like that but it's always delicious and I'm a very good eater (laughs) I admire that quality in a person (laughs) (laughs) what are the foods you used to eat as a child Hmm. my mom makes hamburger soup so I can really only like comfortably cook a few things and hamburger soup is one of those things and it's like a tomato based soup with um potato carrot uh zucchini and then um some sort of like a ground meat usually moose at our house and uh yeah it's delicious that to me that is like some ultimate comfort food is hamburger soup my mom's a really good cook too 
And how does that compare to the foods you, well, that Paul makes now? You know, I'd say Paul's not really a big soup person. I love soup. I could eat soup like every night. Um, but Paul is more of, uh, there's always like a meat, maybe a pasta and a vegetable. He likes to cook like a full meal every day. And even at lunchtime, he makes like, he doesn't just like throw a sandwich together. He like artfully puts a sandwich together. He made me this, like a Santa Fe turkey sandwich on like a hoagie roll yesterday for lunch, just for lunch. And it was, there was like the perfect amount of mayonnaise, the perfect, like a little bit of salt and pepper. Like it was just like delicious. If your husband <laughs> wants to start a food truck sometime, he will have my full he's, support. He's talked about it. He's talked about it. If you could recommend another dish from your culture, what would it be? When I was 23, uh, this was right after college, I moved to Prague in the Czech Republic. I did an internship there, and I was really interested in like finding my roots. My name is Katrina, and my great-grandmother's name is Katarzyna Sobieslavova. And she came over from the Czech Republic in like 1915-ish, sometime in there. And my grandma remembers um, her making kolachkis, which are like these little Czech pastries and they're delicious. So when I lived in Prague, I wanted to like kind of connect back to those roots. And um, I ate a lot of kolachkis actually. <laughs> I don't know that I found, you know, I tried to find like actual... Um, family. I didn't find family, but I did find kolachkis. <laughs> <laughs> One and journey into another. <laughs> <laughs> they're so good. And I had these two um, roommates, Patrick and Chenda, and they would take me home to their moms on sometimes like on the weekends out in um, Marava, which is like a region of the Czech Republic. And they, uh, Patrick's mom, taught me how to make kolachkis one time and when she did it it seemed like like you could tell she does it every week or multiple times a week and I didn't really practice after that but a couple years ago my mom and I pulled up a recipe for kolachkis and made them and it took us like all day <laughs> it was a huge production they were delicious but um we haven't made them since because it was just like such an investment of time we didn't have like a system down but I found the recipe recently again, and I thought I should make some kolachkis. And are these the, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong dish, the triangle-shaped jam-filled yeah. cookies? Um, they're not cookies. It's more of like a soft pastry. And sometimes I've seen them triangle-shaped, but usually they're round, and they've got like a little bit of jam or some kind of a filling in the middle. It looks like a tiny Danish. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so like a kolash is like a big one and a kolachki, the key gives it, it's like a teeny, um, anything with a key is teeny in Czech. So yeah, like a kolachki is like a tiny version of, of a kolash. It's very cute. As your intern, am I a employee key? <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely in intern key. <laughs> I'll have to start calling you that. How do you think cooking has affected the relationship between those around you, whether it be your parents, your siblings, your husband? 
I think, you know, my brother actually went to culinary school. Um, and once he made that decision, I don't know what it was, but I like, I like somewhere in there, I decided I wasn't a cook. That cooking was like something that was hard for me and I just wasn't going to learn, which is pretty lame, but don't tell anyone I said that. But I think, um, just seeing like my brother became this like amazing cook, uh, and he worked as a cook for many years. But yeah, it was just like, it was like his thing. He excelled at it. And like, I, I have my stuff. And then I married Paul and it was like, why would I cook when we could eat what Paul cooks, <laughs> which is obviously going <laughs> to taste like 10 times better. Cause I'm like, I get distracted in the kitchen. You know, if we don't have something, I'll like throw something else in and it never works. But Paul is like very particular and he understands the way flavors go together. I like really appreciate him for that. Community and food, how do they interact for you or how do they make sense for you? Mm. So I left after high school for a long time and then I came back. And one of the reasons I came back was because I wanted to have moose and salmon and berries and like access to the food that's here so um yeah so when I think about like where I live and where I want to be in the world food plays a huge role and it definitely like roots me here in in a lot of ways um I also just like really appreciate the rhythm of subsistence and the way that plays out throughout the year here it's like you kind of always know what people are doing in the YK Delta, depending on what the season is. Um, there's a rhythm to it that I appreciate. And of course, people just gather around food. Um, another important food source in my life growing up was um, Dimitri's, which was a restaurant here, a Greek restaurant where I waitressed. I started waitressing there when I was 14 and I think I I would even come back after college and waitress some so I think I waitress there on and off for like a decade and um Maro's cooking was so good and she you know she had the chicken lemon rice soup the gyro sandwiches um the Greek salads the chicken marsala oh so good I probably spent like a lot of my wages on food there <laughs> but that was also a place where I like met a lot of the community because there were regulars and I still see people around town and I'm like I don't really see them that often but like I know what you what your like regular dish was at Dimitri's you know 15 years ago so yeah I think that's a really that was an important gathering place in the community it's really sweet R.I.P. Dimitri's, you will and have been missed. <laughs> yes, Dimitri's. Thank you, Katie, for joining me today. I feel like I've learned a lot about you. I've gotten important advice for the people. You might not find family, but you always find kolachkis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I popped one of those in my mouth, and I was like, I am from this country. <laughs> 
home is where they, the food is some oh, people say oh my gosh yeah home is where the food is i like that thank you for listening this has been a bite out of bethel let's eat